fun time with Katie and Leslie. Fun time with Katie and Leslie. Fun time with Katie and Leslie. Fun, fun time, time, fun time, fun time, fun time, fun time. Are you ready for a fun time with Katie and Leslie? Woo! Hi, Katie. Hi, Leslie. How are you? I'm really, really good. And by that, I mean I'm very tired and I'm moving house in less than a week and my arms hurt. Uh, How are you? I'm all right. I moved house a week ago. Um, I've still not finished unpacking uh, and I'm largely too tired to. Mm. But, you know, making progress slowly. <laughs> Working on it. Um, I've just got, yeah, I've just got my flat looking at me and I'm like, oh, I can pack that up the morning, the morning of moving. You that know. was very much what I did with mine. And I've actually managed, we've got our whole deposit back. So that's exciting. <laughs> oh my God, the myth. <laughs> I know. Imagine. There was, there was a little bit of a, a tough time there where, where there was a chance that we wouldn't get the full deposit back. And then the guy oh. came back and he was like, you know what? We're just sending it all back. I'm like, wow. Oh my god, that's never happened before. Oh god, Benad- yeah. like, we're going to spend more money on getting our full deposit back than probably they would deduct. If they saying that, um, we've read our thing, and they're going to if we leave and a light bulb isn't working, not the socket, but the light bulb which we have to pay for, they charge us ten pounds a bulb. What the fuck? Yeah, I that's know. not how much they cost. I know. Also, shouldn't oh. they have their own supply of light bulbs on account of they run properties? Yeah, and and they didn't light bulbs weren't included when we moved in. <laughs> light boobs. Light boobs. Light boobs. <laughs> light boobs. Dark boobs. Thin boobs. Fat boobs. We love all of the boobs. Yay! That was an ode to boobs. It was an ode to boobs, and um, it's fun. Um, you know what i enjoy what do you enjoy katie i like jokes me too i can't believe we've never talked about this before i know being two comedians doing a comedy podcast together having previewed whole edinburgh shows together in the past it's amazing how we've never actually spoken about jokes with each other well i mean there hasn't really been any mean or any oh fuck You could see what I was trying to do there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my point was that my point is that we we like concepts more than we like punchlines. Oh, yeah. In terms of like actual joke writing, it's um, <laughs> it's not my forte. It it was really nice actually. I did um, Blizzard Comedy's um online gig, which is like um mock the week but not mock the week it's like i kept on referring to it in our group chat as gay mock the week but i had to write loads of topical one-liners and it was nice to know that i can do that and i can write genuinely funny topical one-liners i just choose not to because i don't like it it's kind of good for my ego just being like ah i could do this not gonna but sometimes i worry i'm just a a, a funky little fruit who can only do strange noises and move move her limbs around in a funny way I mean, I, I prefer I prefer those funky little fruits, really. Oh, God, same. But 
dainty um, funky little fruits in the mainstream stand-up in- industry that used to exist before coronaviruses yeah it's not there anymore so why worry about it exactly you know, do you find, do you find, because, you know, obviously we, we both write so much stuff for the stage or now for the podcast. I know you can't tell how much of it is written. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we've been moving. We've both moved house at the same time and the worst <laughs> program de- programming decision since, <laughs> I don't know, something bad happened to Morkel and Wise probably. Um <laughs> Gonna Google bad things that happened to Mark <laughs> I know they they went from like BBC to ITV or vice versa Ooh. because every Christmas when I go home to my grandparents, we watch Walkham and Wise documentaries because they're always on at Christmas. And so I've got I'm not from this country. Why are they always on at Christmas? Is there like the Morecambe and Wise Christmas spe- special was very much like a thing in the seventies, okay, and eighties, and so they just play reruns out of it now that they're all now that they're both horrifically dead like so dead but um, more dead than the normal person yeah normal, to be fair, normal person who is dead genuinely still they hold up and they're really good if you get a chance to watch a Morecambe and Wise Christmas special this Christmas I will do the thing, the thing that they, always they, they are genuinely good but not enough to be still be playing every year for 50 years I mean I think and again this is a thing that I, I might edit this out because I have the power this time to edit things out yeah Leslie's editing which is why I'm making loads of like <laughs> and I, I, I'm like, excited to listen back to it um yeah. I, also I've been I have been wanting to try editing so let's see what watch it just have like after everything <laughs> chuck, in, chuck in some I'm shit resisting the urge to put like air horns after some joke <laughs> I mean that's very much what my soundboard is for um but I we're gonna have like um we're gonna Leslie's gonna auto-tune our voices so we sound really good we'll everyone knows you're so funny good. when you're on tune <laughs> I really want to do that now um, <laughs> so badly. Um, the thing, the baffling thing that always plays in Canada, actually I have a couple of Christmas-based programming uh, stories. Number one, there was one year where, where my mom's like, we should watch Love Actually. And I was like, okay. And then she's like, no, you know what I want to watch? Notting Hill. And I was like, it's not a Christmas movie. She's like, there's a bit where there's winter. I'm like in that montage where it shows all of the year. <laughs> So that was the Christmas Eve that we watched well, Notting Hill. Tangential, like Die Hard is. Oh my my, my, Die Hard is my brother's favorite Christmas movie. Um, the other thing is in Canada. One second. <coughs> in Canada over Christmas, and I hope that. Well, I mean, I'm not. Remember I, to I edit out that cough, Leslie. No. <laughs> I'm just gonna loop the cough for 45 to 50 minutes. Ah. <coughs> um. So the, the other thing, and I hope, well, I was going to say, I hope this isn't the case this Christmas, but literally I cannot imagine a world in which I managed to go back to, to Canada this Christmas in this garbage fire we call the world. So I guess it doesn't really matter. But typically at Christmas, uh, one of the TV stations in Canada would play all of the Harry Potter films constantly. Not like simultaneously, but like back to back to back to back to back. Like, there's one channel that just over the couple weeks around Christmas, there's always a Harry Potter playing. But the thing is, they don't play them in sequence. What? 
So it'll just be like, oh, now we're in Chamber of Secrets. Oh, now it's Order of the Phoenix. Like, <clears throat> ooh, can I just brag? Um, I found <laughs> yeah. out that my Harry Potter, I've got some, obviously I'm getting rid of my Harry Potter books because I'm moving and they're heavy and written by uh, the most awful human. Yeah. So um, I was going to like just donate them to a charity shop, but then I remembered I've got first editions of at least Yay. three of them, and they're worth several hundred pounds. Fuck, that's so good. I'm glad I you have get no to idea how... benefit off of her horribleness. Yeah, like I know, like I know, I'm gonna donate the money to like someone's FFS fund or top surgery yeah. or something. Um, but I don't know, I don't know who, I don't know how to sell. I've got a rare, I've got several rare books. I don't know how to sell them. Quick editor's note from Leslie. Leslie, who is editing. Hello, I am editing the podcast. Hello, it is my first time editing the podcast. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Um, if you do know how to sell rare books, then please get in touch and help make Katie make some money off of this uh, shit she does not want. Okay, bye. I mean, can, I'm still... I'm recording this at a different time than the rest of it, but like, you still... Help, I'll be talking a lot. Um, okay, I love you. Bye. Katie. Jokes. Yeah? <laughs> That's so what she's always singing to herself when she's when she's not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, 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 sing them your joke song. Jokes. Jokes. <laughs> jokes we make in real life. Da 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 da. That don't work in stand-up comedy, although we wish they did. They need the context of the world around them in order to shine. And they don't do that on the stage. I mean, that's really lucky, because as I say, she does sing that to herself all the time, and it's really fitting, because that's what we're about to talk about, so. Um, do you have any that, that stick out to you, that you're, that are jokes uh, that yeah, you make in real life that wouldn't work in stand-up comedy because they rely on the world around them to shine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Funnily enough, that wasn't just, that wasn't just an abstract context. Um, so, it's one me and my partner Ben do all the time, constantly, which is whenever one of us is on the phone or if um, someone comes around our house and then when they leave, as soon as the door shuts, we just turn to each other and it's like, who was that? And it's <laughs> so stu- like it, it works better. Like if you really know someone, uh, like, if, like what you took once when Ben had, um, Ben's parents came around last year and, um, we were just, you know, having a nice chat and made dinner and stuff, and then they left, and he was like, "Who was that?" It's, <laughs> it's so good, really good, and I do it sometimes in like right before I leave a Zoom call when it's finished. I've, I've witnessed this many times, yes. And <laughs> um, confirmed, she didn't I did just it make it up gig. to show off. I did it at a gig, um, and it didn't work because <laughs> it was um, on Zoom, but broadcast on youtube so it kind of like disconnected from the audience and then it was all of the acts in the the zoom call together and i just went who was that as soon as we'd finished and they were like what and i was like who was that that was that we were talking to and they were like we were broadcasting live and i was like yeah i know to who and they were like just our audience and i was like oh my god it's just i know it's instantly (laughs) devastating as soon as you have to start to explain it when you don't want to like i am a big fan of explaining jokes when people clearly already get them and like kind of going on and explaining them at length um but Mm. it's only when i want to it when i don't want to that makes it quite upsetting (laughs) but i really want to do it with um 
in in comedy on a, like a split bill night and find them seeing um <laughs> like well do a big like build up welcoming someone onto the stage and then after their set just go on and go who was that i mean you have full permission they to were books and anytime you and i are doing a show together you're very welcome to do that to me yeah because normally you're supposed to go give your hand to like yeah. x comedian follow them on their social media um <laughs> do people say that in real life games i can't remember don't know. <laughs> and I if you want to, uh, if you want to watch their most recent video, go to HTTP. Equals capital capital Z E F underscore P U L three three seven. Oh, sorry, I, I, I missed a letter. Let's go back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what about go and watch the watch their latest video on tiny URL slash <laughs> at least they made an attempt at shortening it. Yeah, if if you uh if you wanna if you wanna listen to Katie and Leslie's podcast, you can go to linkter.ee slash Katie and Leslie. I mean, you're already listening to the podcast, so that was a poorly placed promo. <laughs> you might want to listen to the next episode or the previous one. Or find All us on our social medias. <laughs> Do you have any jokes that you like to tell in real life, but that don't work in stand-up, especially if you've tried them? Oh, do I ever. And I have tried some of these on stage. I've tried to like, because I do like to over-explain jokes intentionally. And so I found it quite fun to explain things you know that don't work like my, my favorites and these are basically all based out of the coffee shop that I work at because I spend a lot of my life in there and it is most of my social interaction these days <laughs> you know um and so my my two favorites and this is I this is a bit of material I've been trying to do recently but I've realized it is there's not much hope for it so I'm giving up on it um my my two favorite jokes uh to tell at work number two uh there's a shop around the corner from work it's called My Shop. Um, the name of the shop is My Shop. Um, and my, my favorite thing to do with that, anytime like people will go there to buy bags of ice for iced coffees and stuff. So every time someone goes to the shop, to my shop, they'll go, oh, I'm just going to go to the shop to buy some ice. And I go, which shop? And they go, my shop. And I go, you have a shop? <laughs> That's number two. It's really good, isn't it? Like, I, I love it so much. Oh, I would never tire of that. Um, <laughs> my number one favorite joke to tell at work. Uh, there's a shop across the road. They're very shop-based, both these jokes. There's a shop right across the road from the cafe, and it's called Ideal. And it's a hardware store. And every time, for the last five years that I've been working at the cafe, every single time someone has said the sentence or the question, it's not ideal, is it? I go, no! That's ideal, and I pulled it at the shop across the road. <laughs> and it's still really strong. And it was amazing because the other week um, I was in, I, 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 a while ago I told Tim, the manager of the bar Aces and Eights uh, in Tufnell Park, London. I, he's, he's, the cafe is also in Tufnell Park, London. So Tim, Tim, he, Tim came in and I, I told him that joke for some reason and he laughed a lot and he was like, oh, I'm going to use that. Um, and then I co-run a comedy night in Aces and Eights. And so a while later I was, I was in there and I had to go to the shop to get something. So I saw Tim, I was like, I'm just going to go to the shop to get something. And he went, 
ideal? And I went, yeah. And he went, now that is ideal. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> so, you know, it might not work on stage, but certainly there's an audience for it. <laughs> yeah. Tim. Yeah, Tim. Tim's the best. Shout out to Tim. <laughs> I can't imagine there's any reason Tim would ever listen to this, but still he gets a shout out. Um, I had a period of um, responding to everything with, in this economy. <laughs> um, it, it was really weird because I'd do it to Ben so often that you would get like viscerally like angry. I was just like really annoyed with me. And um, just like everything, like he's like, oh, do you want to... Like, do you want to go to the pub after work in this economy? Um, yeah, I, I what actually, do you want for your birthday in this economy? <laughs> really, like, oh, could you pick up some milk from the shop on your way home from? It's in this economy, and then I did it to um, one of my other friends, and he thought it was really funny and laughed, and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> I like, um, I really, really like um, the existence of, like, like jokes in the folk canon if that makes sense like the jokes which everyone knows and I love deliberately fucking them up so much um so like uh, I really yeah uh <laughs> like I had one just like um like, oh I made um, a really big curry last night and boy are my arms tired it's, it's like that thing of like oh I flew in and boy are my yeah. arms tired and I just I really like adding stuff like that onto things and like that actually it works slightly if I'm comparing and like being deliberately a bit I just I really like like crunching up jokes yeah like crunch them right up yeah and I, I use like the templates of like those classic jokes which everyone knows like a lot and do a lot I really like doing like anti-humor with them where I make them not work and then that's the thing which is funny i enjoy yeah. that um, i know i love that yeah but like i did um so in like my previous show that was vlad actually no we were supposed to be doing stuff which didn't work in stand-up and that kind of does vlad worked yeah. too well and um i ended up getting jealous of the own of the character i'd created for being <laughs> funnier than me and so i had to stop out of necessity i feel like that's a lot of a lot of what happens to a lot of like character comedians though is they're just like this is more popular than me as myself yeah i think that that is like some like when people give up on a character after forever like i think that that is probably one of the factors that comes up is just going no i want to i want to i want people to like me for me yeah it did it felt like a breakup when i stopped doing vlad and it was really weird because um, when i stopped doing vlad in my act uh people would come up to me and be like where's Vlad? Where's Vlad the Impaler? And I'm like, uh, he's dead. And people still tag me in like Vlad the Impaler memes on Facebook and stuff. And like, I get it. If they really yeah. like my show, that's nice. And if they like my pre, like, it, it's a nice thing to be remembered. And yeah. Well, it's, it's nice to have something that like such a major historical figure associated with you because you did something interesting and memorable enough with that character that yeah. you've sort of got into people's brains forever for that. Yeah. One of my favorite, favorite jokes to make, and again, this is at work, one of my favorite things, because I, I've realized, I think I've realized this more since doing this podcast, is I really like 
when I think of an idea that would be really funny, but I'm not sure how to do it myself. I really like making, like setting, setting people up to make jokes for me <laughs> in a way. You know what I mean, right? Like yeah. sort of just being like, oh, Katie, like and I do, I do realize I do this a lot, but it's quite fun to just have an idea and be like, I trust you to, to do what I hope that you're going to with this. Like that sort of level of complicity that I know that you're going to, whatever you end up doing is going to, you're, you understand what I'm asking for, I guess. Um, so I think that where I first started really doing this a lot, um, was at work one day, I just thought of this idea and, and the idea was to just go at random intervals. And I've been doing this for probably a couple of years now at random intervals, sometimes months apart, sometimes several times in one day, I'll just turn to someone and go, what's that you always say? And make them come up with a catchphrase on the spot. <laughs> And my favorite thing is one, the people who play along, there were, there are some people who've worked in the cafe in the past who just like shook their heads at me and walked away. And I'm like, mm, you're not very good at this game. Um, but um, my favorite thing is that there are people who will play along. I had what one former coworker, Martin, who is an amazing person. And he just would prep his in advance. Like he was just always ready. Like he always, oh, he was like, yeah, like this podcast he would just yeah, he would just come out with the most amazing things and he'd be like yeah i thought of that last night and like thanks martin you really you understand how important this game is um and the other the other thing is that uh, some of my coworkers, my boss as well matt the owner of the cafe occasionally one of them will just turn to me and go what's that you always say and, and put me back on the spot and I love that like I love that it's because I've come up with this thing and it's become a thing and it makes me really happy um oh, so good I feel like it could to some extent work in a show if I just turned to someone and said it but I also feel like that could be you know depending on how uh much someone doesn't want to be talked to during a show it's more risky than if I if it's in a social sort of setting it's a lot safer because, or, you know, it's calling work a social setting. Like we are being paid to be there. Um, mm. But, you know, in a sort of, there, there's a level of trust there. We're kind of used to each other more. And it's like, there's no weird power imbalance the way there is if you're in a gig, you know? Yeah. And so. I, I really like um, stating the obvious if someone has a question. Like basically today um, I was feeling sad because I was um, up late um, working I had a gig and then um, worked until about two in the morning and then had to get up early and went oh, yeah. to work and my boss was like um, oh you're looking a bit depressed and I was like it's the depression yeah it, you know, <laughs> here's like, my just, beauty secret yeah <laughs> oh, you're looking a bit miserable it's because I'm miserable and she was like yeah. it, oh okay yeah that does make sense actually yeah um, I enjoyed that, um, and all of the, you know, you look, oh, you look a bit tired, it's, yes, it'll be the tiredness, and, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm hungry, or, like, I'm hot, and I'm like, oh, it'll be the heat, and, you know, <laughs> it's just, like, oh, it's yeah, so I know, <laughs> really yeah, like just, it. like, not even restating it, just stating it, like, exactly the same thing back to them, I love that, um, I love, and I think, I think this is the only way that I can acknowledge my mental health, uh, in certain settings, because I'm, I'm sort of, I have this terror of ever being boring. You couldn't tell. I have this terror of ever being boring. I have this sort of thing where I just kind of go, so, or, 
you know, being too whiny or whatever. So the I think the only way that I can really state, like, if I'm just, I'll just be like, I'm terribly depressed. And I really like, like, <laughs> at work, I can only talk about my own mental health, but like with a high kick and a big smile on my face. It's just like, yeah. It's the only way I know how to do it. <laughs> I think we were talking about, it was in a previous episode and I cut it out. I thought it might be a bit too sensitive, but um, as both like trying to resist our instincts to make our therapists laugh or at least like, mine very much kind of like and it got I was getting really annoyed with myself because I kept on going into joke mode to avoid talking about my yeah. feelings and I'm like no best thing you and Burgess ah Katie best thing chill Leslie Ewing best thing best thing you Mitchell I like best thingy Mitchell yeah the best thingy yeah best thingy um, I got a Google Nest Mini for free, and at first I was like, oh, security things, eee, I don't know. Um, but then I was like, well, I have an iPhone, and so if anything's listening to me all the time, Siri already is, you know? So what's the difference? I could just have two things, you know? Like, it doesn't, he- doesn't really uh, change anything, and also it's free. And also I love the idea of just being able to be in my room and then just demand that it play songs for me. And I'm really, I just got it yesterday. I'm really enjoying it. But, but my favorite thing, and I don't know if this will, if this will be picked up at all by the microphone, but let me just try this. Hey, Google. What's my name? Your name is Leslie. Did you hear it? Yeah. And it says I mean, to pronounce it right. Yeah. <laughs> you can spell it out if it, because I tried to say Leslie. I, I had to spell it out, but I was like, <laughs> I Google. Uh, when oh. what's my name? Your name is Leslie. <laughs> I like your camel. Thanks. Good luck. Was I just looking around to look for the best thing? Yes, but also, uh, so we went to went to IKEA and bought several cool things, including actually, there's another best thing I might have in IKEA. Bizarrely, you know the furniture shop IKEA where you can buy the furniture. Um, I, am, I, I am aware. I may have made a middle of the, well, not middle of the night, but when it was already dark out and I was very drunk trip to Ikea the other day. And the Ikeas are all very fucking far away from where I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the furniture shop Ikea also sells um, um, vegan caviar. That's cool. Yeah, I know. I was surprised. It's yeah. £1.50 for a massive jar and it's Did like it? orange little pearls and they're made out of seaweed and they're salty. It's really good. Like, good. yeah, like I, I, I have it on. I make sushi a lot because um, I yeah. need to pain away, and um, I just have it on top of my sushi, and it looks so pretty. And yeah, is it like kind of? Does it sort of look like roe? Is it called roe? Yeah, like, it looks like yeah. it looks like fish roe. It's just little yeah. orange, yeah. little orange balls, and they're kind of like seaweed, salty fish, like fish. And you can like, feel like the fanciest person in the entire world. I know. I've just got some. I've just uh, I've got my vegan caviar. It's one pound fifty for a That's massive insane. jar. That's as far crazy. As I can tell, it doesn't go off. I don't know what like it's made out of seaweed. Yeah. But that's a pretty. That's a pretty good thing. Like I remember the days before. I remember when I went <laughs> vegan six years ago, which isn't even that. You could talk to some other vegans. We both know, and they've been vegan much longer, and will definitely tell you. But even so, like. <laughs> The past few years, like there's been such an increase in options, um, and also, you know, I, I live in the centre of a city now, and not in a small town. But um, yeah, just things like vegan caviar being available 
is is bizarre uh, and especially for one pound fifty because normally vegan shit's like way more expensive but it's there and it's not even you know i'm I, i'm not putting i'm not gonna replace my cereal with just vegan caviar and a spoon um it's fine it's not even it's it's a more pretty version of a bit of table salt like it's fine I yeah. don't know. I don't see the big deal, but it is very pretty. So I suppose that that's the deal. Yeah, that's that sounds great. I don't know if I've figured out my best thing yet. I mean, I I am really really excited about. Hey Google, what's my name? Your name is Leslie. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. Um, I oh I bought I bought a little plant yesterday. Oh yeah. Did you see my little plant? Um, yes, you sent me a photo, but let's yeah. describe it for the podcast audience. It's like it's um it's a type of succulent. Um, I now cannot remember the name of the type of succulent. I'm going to have a quick Google of it. Um, but it's sort of Is it whatever. A cactus. It's not actually. Is it an aloe vera? It's not actually. Those are the only <laughs> Guess succulents. that succulent. <laughs> <laughs> succulent. Succulent. Uh. Bulbous. <laughs> nice. That's fucking hot. Red. I can't wait for everyone and everyone who everyone who's listening to the audience. Just just envision like slowly out of the mist, Leslie's new succulent is being revealed to you. And what we know now is that it's bulbous. 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 It's it's oh. amazing though, and I love it, and I need to give it Thank a name. You. What what should I call it? Bulbous little succulent. What about Kremslor? <laughs> no. Uh, what about uh, Gavin off of Gavin and Stacey? <laughs> one word. What about... I'm actually tempted, in spite of really not enjoying Gavin and Stacey as a show. Me neither. Did I ever tell you about the time that he was at a gig I did, and it was very weird? <laughs> Uh. To just look out in the audience and to see Gavin off Gavin and Stacy looking bored as anyone has ever looked in a gig. Oh no. No, it's okay. I don't want to impress Gavin off Gavin and Stacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not what I'm here um, for. What if you call your succulent? Succubus. Succubus. Yeah. What if I call it incubus, which because of it has there has to be gendered terms for everything, and incubus is the male version of an of a succubus. Yeah. Also the name of that band. That band called Incubus. Yeah. <laughs> Who had some good songs? Hmm. There was one my, my high school you. my high school crush really liked them. And so one time I was on the bus with him because we ran each other into each other on the bus a lot. And he, and he was really excited about their new album coming out. And he's like, yeah, I'm just listening to it. And then he shared his headphones with me so I could listen to a song with him. And so, of course, for the rest of high school, oh. I, I know, fucking, fucking, Ooh. I know, fucking intense teenage shit. Um, Never so, washed course, that ear again. <laughs> I haven't. It is very <laughs> try infected. And, um, try and get that tongue around to your ear so you can see what that what his ear tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> I can reach my I can reach my nose with my tongue. If only he'd loaned me his nose phones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> what if we call it 
Mr. Sneagul. <laughs> what if we call it Mr. Boombastic? What if we what if we call it every moomin <laughs> on a cycle and say you've got to keep a little note? Yeah, because I don't I, I, I did not grow up with moomins being a thing, and so I'm already at a disadvantage. You've got um Moomin, Moomin Mama, Moomin Papa, Snuffkin, the other Moomin whose name I've forgotten, and the angry onion girl. <laughs> I mean, I might, just, I might just call it the angry onion girl, to be honest. <laughs> I think her actual name is Little Mai, but you can... No, I'm not interested. Girl. The, I'm writing it down, angry <laughs> onion. He looks like an onion. Yeah. I mean, she's like a little onion and she's angry. I love her. She's a horrible little troll. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yeah, no, she's, that's exactly our vibe. Um, perfect. I'm glad that we've, I'm glad we've now done this segment called Name My Succulent. <laughs> <laughs> a genuinely unplanned one. I know, it, 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 felt, it felt very fitting, didn't it, listener? Yeah. Especially because um, we have another one of those coming up with Name Some Jokes. Name some of your favorite jokes. Leslie, do it now. Um, you know what I always really liked when I was a kid is you know that one that's like uh, a duck goes into a pharmacy, a pharmacy, and it goes up to the pharmacist. Pharmacist, and I think there's very different variations. Of this it goes up to the pharmacist, and it goes, "Got any grapes?" And the pharmacist is like, "No, this is a pharmacy. We we don't sell gra- grapes." And so then you know, get out of here. And so then the duck toddles off. Um. The next day, the duck comes in again, and it goes up to the pharmacist, and it goes, got any grapes? And the pharmacist's like, no, I told you yesterday, we don't sell grapes, we have, like, pills. And so then the duck toddles off, and then this happened several more times, I'm doing the short version. And then after several days, the, the duck comes in, and he goes, got any grapes? And the pharmacist is like, if you ask me that one more time, I'm going to nail your feet to the floor. So the duck toddles off comes back the next day and it goes up to the pharmacist and it goes, got any nails? And the pharmacist goes, no. And, it, and the duck goes, got any grapes? <laughs> it's one of my classic, my, my childhood favorites. What did the father buffalo say to the baby buffalo when it went off to school? What? Bye, son. <laughs> I like the, uh, the really long, drawn-out extractor van joke, which I don't know. But Ben does it to me sometimes. Yeah, oh, cause, because I told Ben that because because my my coworker Marlo and he has just retired it. Like he's he's not the one who came up with it, but he's truly made it his own. So I I he's been working there for longer than I have. So for the past five years at work, uh, Marlo has whatever someone new has started. He's been like, have I have I told you about my my friend Dave who used to be obsessed with tractors? And he'll launch into it. And sometimes it takes like a few minutes. Sometimes it takes ten to fifteen minutes. Like he can draw it out like no one else. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, and, and everyone else in the cafe, because, and this very much uh, is in line with who I am as a person, everyone else who works at the cafe, whenever they hear Marlo launching into it, they're like, oh no, and I'm like, yes! Like, I'm so there for Extractor Fan Day. Um, but the other day I got him, I sort of said, I, I said to him, because I always, again, in line with who I am, I, I set him up for it now. And so when someone new starts, I'm like, oh, have you, have you, have you told Charlie about your, your friend who's obsessed with tractors? And I very much just just kind of make sure that he does it. Um, and the other day he was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. He's just like finally reached the point after several years that he's sick of telling this joke. Oh, and I'm no. like, it's a sad day, but I respect it at the same time. It's like, you know, I'm not, yeah. 
you know, I'm not going to fucking make anyone do anything they don't want to do, but it's just, it's just like end of an era. Like before I realized he hadn't written it, because I thought for a while it was his own. Before I realized he hadn't written it, I was like, I'm going to take you to an open mic night. We're going to get you a five minute spot. <laughs> you were just going to tell this to an audience. Like I wanted so badly to just watch an audience deal with it. I watched um, a special, uh, a, yeah, Back Hill did like a load, um, something on Go Love Back Hill so much. And, Shout out um, to Beck Hill. We love you. I haven't met you, but fan of your work. I bought a She's the best. And um, yeah, I think she, like she, she had a tech hiccup and had to leave the stage. While oh she yeah, she, she sometimes work. talks about that show in one of her other shows because it was such a disaster. <laughs> yeah, it was like the tech absolutely fucked. Yeah. But um, yeah, she just left this poor like audience member on the stage, and it was clear that was the only joke he knew, and so he just started doing the extractor van joke, and he just, like joined in and watched from the audience, and he was up there for like five minutes. That's amazing, and also that's so good that of all the possible jokes, I haven't watched that show, of all the possible jokes, I'm so excited that that is the joke that this guy knew and told. <laughs> I know, I remember, I remember when I told it to Ben, Ben's like, I'm gonna wake Katie up with it. And then he, and then he came back to the group chat later and he went, she's really angry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he got that off you. Yeah, um. I, I told him. I, I told him about it, so I'm, I'm glad to have made a difference to your life, even if it was a negative one. <laughs> oh yeah, so like, classic Katie Mitchell Twitter joke which aren't good uh, which ones which aren't go good enough to go in my stand-up but I still enjoy is like on the on the fly over I had a rib removed so I could suck my own dick and I'm telling you folks boy are my arms tired <laughs> which is like two jokes mashed together and they don't make any sense which is I really enjoy oh yeah like and, and just like general things which everyone knows the answer to so like I did a joke on um you know the thing where like a father dies and um uh, a father die what a father dies in an accident and his son is taken to the nearest hospital the doctor says i can't operate on this boy why the nurse asks and the riddle is because the doctor's a woman and it's supposed to show you yeah a, well that, um, that one's yeah because that, that one's like a lateral thinking puzzle like that's yeah. the sort of thing is like you know two dead bodies are found on the floor and they're surrounded by glass and also water how they die and it turns out they're fish and by how i say that if you have not seen my stand-up you might assume that i have a bit of material based on that because i'm saying it in the dead voice of someone who said it a hundred times yeah. <laughs> Leslie, do you ever sometimes wonder, who are we? Because that's... I, Katie, Katie, you're speaking to me. <laughs> Leslie, existentialism, Ewing Burgess. <laughs> that's what Ewing stands for. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ewing is short for existentialism if you like... uh, have dyslexia or from medieval times. It's actually an acronym for existentialism. Wow, it's not good. <laughs> Leslie, Leslie, existentialism, wow, it's not good, uh, Burgess. Les <laughs> or if you prefer, Leslie, existentialism, existentialism, wow, it's not good, Ewing Burgess. Because <laughs> my full name, I think you'll find, is Leslie Ewing, Ewing Burgess. We're continuing... Um our Leslie names from um, We Infiltrate the Hives Part 1 and 2 and We um, Have a Girls' Night In and all the variations of Leslie's and name. And also basically my life because I'm constantly yeah. just combining so, things with my name. So <laughs> It's one of my touchstones Leslie, of comedy. <laughs> Leslie's name na is now 
left knee existentialism wow it's not great burby is, is yeah that, or actually no i think we can, i think we can do better than this so <laughs> left knee bro eek existentialism wow it's not good burby <laughs> Oh, no, I'm Katie, her Yay! fun little elf companion. She's there a she Disney is. princess. I'm oh, fuck no, please. No, 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 no. We're both the annoying animal. Yeah, that's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> and whoever's watching or listening is the Disney princess. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna fucking sing with some birds or some shit, you dickhead. Yeah, you're the main character, and we've, we're both played by a famous actor <laughs> we're both played by Danny DeVito <laughs> <laughs> which is good because I feel like that's all we would have wanted <laughs> so bad <laughs> we both are like we're both somehow Pan from Hercules yeah so how did you know that? I was think I was trying to think of Danny DeVito's name and I couldn't and then I remembered I was like oh but we could be like uh, we, we share a podcast brain yeah so the the uh, the lead into this seg the segment was supposed to be other inferior names that could have been given to the podcast which is why I was like do you ever think about who we are well we had to think about who we were when we named this podcast but instead we just spoke about um the greek gods and rightly I mean, so that's uh, always better than on any the of the ones we've got now edge of and so other inferior names we could have given to the podcast i think i've already mentioned my hypothetical vegan podcast which is called katie boring Katie Leslie Boring, that would be a bad name. Oh, I would hate that podcast, because you know how I feel about being boring. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> really just fucking plays on all my, all my shit. Um, we could have, we could have called it, um, Katie and Leslie, you know, have times of various funness or not funness, depending on their mental health at the time. <laughs> But ultimately, they end up actually having quite a nice time because I feel like each other's company is massively cheering for both of them. Um, we could have called it um, The Crystal Maze with Richard O'Brien, except <gasps> put an I instead of the Y in crystal so we don't get sued for copyright. <laughs> and put an, a Y where the I is in Brian. Yeah. Perfect. Just switch the I and the Y. Yeah, um, just switch the I and the Y. We'd have, we could have called it the Diamond Maze with not Richard O'Brien. <laughs> we should we should have called it the um, the Emerald Labyrinth with Christopher Biggins. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be honest. Now that you say it, we should have. Yeah, he's right there all the time. <laughs> next, ne uh, Leslie. Next episode or one of the following episodes needs to be um, we navigate the, the Emerald, Emerald, the Emerald Labyrinth with Biggins. I'm writing it down. And, um, we we solve the Pearl Enigma with um, gay older man. Um, who who are there? Um, Barry Humphreys. <laughs> um, we go through the um, the ruby the, the ruby um, 
corn field maze. <laughs> I know, I was going to say hedge maze. <laughs> With um, Stephen Fry. Um, we, we could machete our, our way through um, the amethyst uh, zone. That's with Ian McKellen. Yeah. <laughs> we could have we, we could have called we should have we could have called it um um could have would have should have We shouldn't have called it but we could have called the um the kooky and zany podcast with greenhead canadian Leslie and uh, and um and goth Katie Mitchell, who has strange hair. Yeah, I just we, tried to make it things we we hate. Something, yeah. something a little bit different with yeah. um, <laughs> two fucking freaks who will never be accepted into the mainstream comedy industry. Fine, we don't want to be. Um, we could have named it. Uh, oh, did you did you just come up with that on the spot? No, I've got signs. Could have called it that. It's based um, on a real life experience I had in a gig. Could have called it sticky, smelly conjunctivitis. <laughs> That's true. We could have called it um, the Comedian's Comedian Podcast with Stuart Goldstein. Thank you for listening to a fun, a fun time, time with Katie, with Katie and, Leslie. and Leslie. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Katie and Leslie. And on on Facebook, Katie's the hype man. And on Facebook at either a fun time with Katie and Leslie if you search it, or facebook.com slash Katie and Leslie. Fuck yeah, Katie. Where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me personally at Katie Zoe Mitchell on Instagram and Katie Zoe Mitch on Twitter. And you can find me at Rainbow Z on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, you can either search for Leslie Ewing Burgess, if you can spell that, which you can't, or <laughs> facebook.com slash boobsly, or boobs lie, however you choose to read it. No! Oh. Big cartoon eyes. Oh, ooga! <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we want... We don't really have any reason to do a sort of cold open, right, so we can launch straight into theme? Oh, I was trying to burp, but I I nearly threw up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll burp before the end of this podcast. Mark my words. Okay. I ate that. I'm going to write quickly. Katie gonna burp. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I might put that in the after after credits bit. (laughs) (laughs) One of my. One of my fa- oh, I've forgotten what one of my favorite things was, and it was just there. What was it, Katie? Tell me. Look into my brain and tell me what I was about to say. Porcupines, they're going <laughs> up the, they're going up the escalator. They can't get in the lift because they'll kill the lift boy who presses the buttons like in the nineties. She knows me so well. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm really proud of that. That was excellent. That was amazing. And also, I feel like that's sum up my brain most of the time. Leslie. Ooh. Here, Katie started playing with a pen, like as if she was doing a magic trick, except Les- like Les- clearly Les- faked. Yeah. And Leslie fucking Ooh. loved it. Might be a six year old child. <laughs>
Leslie was a six-year-old child, in spite of the fact that she was very nearly 34. In fact, at the time of this recording, Leslie was 10 days away from turning 34. Please, for the sake of Leslie, wish her a happy birthday on October 13th, the spookiest day. Goodbye.